Hey, Grace City, this is Jacob, and for today's Lent reflection on this leap day, we are going to be reading Luke 13, 31 through 35. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often I would have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. And you were not willing. Behold, your house is forsaken. And I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. As with the majority of the whole of the Bible, there's quite some complexity in this little scene. Um, For context, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, like strolling in and out of the towns and villages right outside of the city. And some Pharisees see him approaching and they warn him that Herod is is out to kill him. It's a bit hard to decipher kind of like the Pharisees angle here, mainly because they've been the primary villain group thus far in Luke, uh, trying to test and trap Jesus. Nevertheless, Jesus responds with his mission plan. um, And for, for us, the numerology is pretty obvious. Um, though I'd wager that nearly all of his disciples had a pretty shrunken view of his plan to ultimately go to the cross and, and save humanity through his suffering and death. Then Jesus seems to break into this intriguing monologue, um, like as if the lighting around him fades and he gets the spotlight, um, where he voices like this poignant agony followed by a warm compassion. The section then concludes um, by Jesus foreshadowing his triumphal entry um, on Palm Sunday. This passage uh, does two predominant things in my heart. It, one, recenters my mind on the primary direction of Jesus, which outlined so clearly here is the cross. And secondly, it refocuses my mind on the cares of Jesus. So as we continue, through the first half of our Lenten journey, it's desperately important to remember that at the heart of our fasting and self-denial is a preparation for the suffering, the death, and the ultimate resurrection of Jesus on the cross. It's also uh, equally desperately important to remember that at the heart of our fasting and self-denial is the care, the comfort, and the warmth, and the protection of the hen wings of Jesus. There's a kind of dichotomy that Jesus reminds us of here, that he is both determined to conquer sin and death once and for all, and determined to gather and comfort us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are the comforter. You are all powerful. You conquered sin and death, and you are worthy ultimately of all of our praise, all of our attention, all of our yearning, God, you are worthy of all of it. 
Jesus, I just feel particularly keen to your comfort, your desire to comfort us. Um, I just look around and so many of my friends are in uh, like hurtful scenarios and like uncomfortable scenarios, like life-altering seasons. Um, and it honestly is like kind of a breath of, breath of fresh air, uh, knowing that you ultimately desire um, to protect and comfort us. Um, yeah, so will you show up as the comforter uh, this week, this Lent, this season, um, like you promised? We love you, Jesus. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.